0: Life in the fast lane So we make you lose your mind Life in the fast lane There is our champion Louis Sharp takes second position and gets the better of Will McIntyre in that race to win the 2023 Rocket F4 British Championship Take a deep breath smell the petrol time to talk some motorsport with the great Mr. Greg Murphy. Murph, how are you doing this week? G'day,
1: mate. Yeah, good, thanks.
0: Lots going on in our world, mate. Lots going on, and we are here for it all. Murph, after the triumph of Bathurst, his VG didn't take too much time to decompress because he jumped on a plane to compete while in a rally over the weekend, and he even took three stages off one Hayden
1: Patton. Yeah, he did. Um... He's really coming to grips with that little Audi, AP4 car. Uh, that Dylan Turner um, has uh, very kindly let him let him use, and um, he's um, absolutely maximising it. So yeah, it was uh, he was very excited about uh, getting back uh, to New Zealand and continuing um, uh, time in in a seat of a any type of car, and he's coming to grips with that car really really well, um, and and just. Engrossed and trying to uh, obviously improve and learn and maintain that progression, which is which is still uh, still happening. And so a fair bit of pressure, by the looks of it, put on um, our seven-time national champion Hayden Patton on the weekend, which Hayden will be relishing as well. He'll be, uh, he'll be enjoying the fact that um, there's uh, someone uh, putting some uh, some decent decent pressure on on him as well and and taking three stages. So um, you know, I. I, I I can't imagine that Hayden's going to be giving away any um, any stages to anybody if he can avoid it. Uh, so, you know, to uh, to have that happen the way it was was uh, was absolutely spectacular. Yeah, and great, great for uh, New Zealand rallying as a whole. The, the only problem, I suppose, is that um, he's going to be a little bit further afield next year to to be able to um, come back and, and contest. I would have thought, but uh, um, yeah. great for great for rallying fans regardless.
0: Uh, Hayden Penn, as you point out, now a 7th New Zealand title, right? Uh, he went on to win the event. You know, how do you judge his 2023?
1: Uh, well, he's had a he's had a, a, a fairly busy one, um, you know, travelling all over the world, winning the European Rally Championship as well and, and um, um, you know, operating uh, different cars in, in different parts of the world. And I mean, it's, it's just a massive campaign amongst, you know, doing a lot of other things here in New Zealand. As uh, you know, alongside that, with his still developing his uh, electric Kona, and, and and he's also a big advocate as well for uh, change in road safety in this country, and he and I've had some good conversations about that in recent times. And you know, he's got a huge focus on trying to to um, save lives on our roads, uh, just like myself. So he's got his fingers in lots of pies, and and um, I think he's even going to be uh, potentially racing at the Highland 6-hour coming up in a few weeks um, as well, and the 6-hour race, uh, from what I gather, uh, just of late, so doing some track track racing as well.
0: Do we have the next sort of Hayden pattern in the wings? Do, does rally attract the same interest from young Kiwi studs that open wheel or touring car competition does?
1: I think it's definitely got an attraction, but it's, a very, it's still quite strong in New Zealand, um, rallying, and, and you know, again, we've we've been very fortunate for a long time to have uh, access to incredible roads. We've had um, a very good understanding of from from uh, people uh, that, uh, you know, live in these rural gravel environments and, and um, access has been very good. I think it might be starting to get a little bit harder these days. But, um, you know, we've, the roads are spectacular and, and there's, a, there's another a, a strong... Um, underlying support of the sport and and, and, a, and an amazing competitor base so um i think there's there's quite a few young uh, there 's a lot of young talent but it 's just a harder harder game to get any recognition with and and again obviously the you know you've got you got the big thing comes with cost as well, and then when there 's very little recognition it 's very difficult to get um exposure. Um, for those that support you in sponsorship, so you know it's difficult it 's a very difficult sport to televise um, because of the you know the environment it 's not going around the same bit of road. obviously it's uh, traveling uh, many many kilometers on any given day so it's, it's a difficult sport to to get uh, that um, that support pace behind because of the return on investment in many cases so and then the you know to be able to head overseas you know, 've got to head you 've got to go further afield than than uh, new Zealand, australia asia really you 've really got to be up in, in in the main main space, which is europe uh, uh, you know that 's the way it looks for me anyway, if you want to be able to try and prove yourself and and that 's just a, a massive undertaking and very difficult
0: Craig, allow me to go uh, and reverse this for a second here um, you just got me thinking about the great road safety campaigning you you two we 're get, getting a new government coming in right Does that affect your work in road safety campaigning, or is that sort of not determined by those?
1: Well, I'm, I'm hoping it um, uh, changes things dramatically. I hope that the the new a new government um, has got a much better understanding and, and viewpoint on on what's required um, in road safety in this country. Um, I have had communications with with uh, Simeon Brown um, prior to the election, and uh, you know he he was uh, willing to listen and um, definitely has taken on a lot of. A lot of things that, um, you know, I've been been trying to uh, get across and, um, you know, so it, it, it'll come down to, yeah, to really uh, who, who gets to be in charge of that portfolio, um, assuming it will be him, and, and, and what kind of changes he wants to implement and how serious he is and how serious the government is about actually saving lives, I suppose, at the end of the day, and saving, saving money. Um, and also then spending the budgets on transport in actually areas that will make a difference, which we haven't been doing for a very, very, very long time. So, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of very uh, simple things that can be start to be implemented straight away to start start making change, and, and um, you know, hopefully uh, they, um, they are going to want to do that. What was top of the list that you told them? Oh well, well, one is um, you know, first and foremost, we've got to do better and you know better in the enforcement side of things. There's there's uh, you know so many people with bad, very very bad habits that. Um that at the moment, uh, that are causing huge amounts of carnage on our roads. You know, the, the use of mobile phones, all that kind of stuff. These, these things yeah. that can be put in place very quickly, uh, regulations, uh, uh, um, and um, penalties need to be really increased markedly to to start deterring. And and there needs to be more more uh, traffic police, more visibility of of police on the roads. Uh, that that in itself having more visibility of of marked units and and stuff out on our. On our roads, straight away we'll change attitudes and and, and improve the, the situation immediately. And then it then it gets uh, bigger and harder with licensing uh, changes, of licensing, driver training. Um, you know these these are these are big list of things. Um, you know taking the focus away from where road to zero is on one, you know focusing on zero death on our roads. Uh, it's just it's uh, just ridiculous. I mean that's this' not not something that's possible. Um, but we can do a much better job and, and uh, focus on on including the driver rather than just the ambulance at the bottom of the cliff uh, kind of strategy that's in place at the moment.
0: Thanks for allowing me to go down that path, Murph. do appreciate it. Let's sort of get back on track and talk the racing itself. And last week, you briefly mentioned Louis Sharp at the end of our call, and we need to spend some time on this, because the British F4 is the place to be if you want to have a, a, a future, right? And, and after a pretty long season, he has proved he is on track to be able to, to mix it with the very best in the world. Talk to us about this guy and his future.
1: Yeah, uh, Louis uh, comes from a a very competitive background in karting here in New Zealand that he was, um, you know, started when he was very young. I think six or seven he was he was in a kart and, and proved to be very competitive from the beginning. And and everything he's touched in New Zealand, um, he has um, delivered um, very well on. Um, and he's headed off overseas now. You know, he's been in Europe now for two seasons and, and after two seasons running in, in British Air 4, uh, he's now the champion, and um, you know he has got huge support from David Dicker for riding cars. Um, you know David is, um, is, sees him as a, as a massive talent, and rightly so. And and as um, part of the um, you know the support, or or is the key support for him and his journey moving forward in motorsport, and you know, to go all the way. Effectively, the planners to to Formula One. So uh, I have no doubt uh, Louis is uh, garnering uh, plenty of attention over there and from what I gather he is uh, and from all sorts of high level race teams um, and um, so I think his journey is is only really just beginning and, and, the, and it's very the future is very bright for him
0: Brilliant stuff Brilliant stuff uh, Your Highlands Giro Vent is coming up pretty quickly mate and I was reading that they've got some what great support from other classes of race cars including some of the best muscle cars set up to race anywhere in the world Murph let that be right?
1: Well, we've got an amazing uh, muscle car championship, the Central Muscle Car um, you know, have uh, built a, a very strong category over the years and so they're, they're going to be down there supporting um, the uh, Highlands Six Hour along with the uh, Highlands One Hour uh, Race and um, uh, the amazing little Aussie racing cars and so a full field of Aussie racing cars have been shipped out to, out to New Zealand uh, for the event as a support category as well, so there's there's a, a, a pretty good um, array of, of categories that we're going to um, have on show down at the Highland Six coming up on the 3rd to the 5th of, of November. So um, there's, there's lots, lots to look forward to. And if you, what's even better about that is if you do buy a ticket and come along to the event, um, you are automatically in the draw on Sunday to win the uh, the X Hampton Downs Lamborghini Huracan. So you can limit, win, you can walk away with a Or drive away a Lamborghini. A Lamborghini. At the end of the day, (laughs) yeah. How
0: good! How good, Louis? Are you going? We we need to get you there on behalf of the team. We need you driving away the Lamborghini.
1: Yeah, yeah. I am now. I am now. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Confirmed. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: I mean, why wouldn't you? Good. Why, why, why wouldn't you?
0: (laughs) Fantastic. That is awesome. Um, Right. What's next for us then? Formula One is in the states this weekend. Uh, There's a a really nice read on stuff about how Liam Lawson has managed himself perfectly through this period and uh, learned a lot, not just in the car, but in and around the garage, the circus of it all. Um, We all must be pretty proud of what he's done.
1: Well, 100%. Yeah, he should be hopefully very proud of what he's done. Um you know, I think the the story there is um is ever evolving and changing. There seems to be a fair bit of rift going on at the moment between Christian Horner and uh, Helmut Marco within the, the Red Bull ranks. Um Helmut Marco who uh, seems to be the, the deal maker um within the driver. Market there with, uh, within the F1 teams, AlphaTauri and, and Red Bull, but also, um, who has a big part to play and, and basically dictates everything else in the junior program with drivers around the place and who gets what. Um, so there's, there's all sorts of things going on there. There's also, uh, you know, the, the talk around, um, uh, Perez and his, his very poor performance, um, uh, for quite a reasonable amount of time now and, um, and what's going to happen there. So, you know, I, I don't see Sergio uh, lasting too much longer. I really don't. I think um, the pressure is is actually getting to him, and and um, there's going to be a, a shift there before too long. So, um, you know, uh, there's yeah, who knows what is going to happen? I mean, it is a is a interesting uh, environment for sure, and we are just uh, looking looking from a long way out, trying to peep in on what's going on. But it is it certainly has been played out in the media pretty strongly, and, and there's a lot to a lot to unravel, but, um, you know, fingers crossed, uh, uh, our Liam, um, you know, is in the right place to, uh, to benefit from it all.
0: Murph, have you bought a stake in the Alpine Formula One team? Uh, because golfer Rory McIlroy has, boxer Anthony Joshua has, <laughs> Liverpool footballer uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold <laughs> has, and NFL star Patrick Mahomes has. Murph, tell us you've got a slice.
1: Uh, I've sort of got a, a, a reasonable sort of idea of what Patrick Mahone earns, and I know, and actually <laughs> um, sort of um, is is you know one of the all time greatest earning golfers uh, on the planet. Uh, and I know what my um, what I, I I sort of earn on a twelve month period. And um, uh, they would uh, if I sort of put my hand up, I think I'd, I'd probably get shotgunned. To be honest, it would just be don't be don't be so ridiculous. So no, I don't no.
0: <laughs> well, and you can't mm. borrow any money from Bur- Bernie Ecclestone either, can you?
1: No, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. Um, so no, it seems like they're uh, getting very confused uh, there at Alpine. Uh, um, you know, throwing shareholdings around in bits and pieces. Again, it's all about that whole that whole uh, sort of Netflix kind of drama. Yeah. you know, a content piece. That's what it's all about. It's just it's about uh, attracting more recognisable superstars um, to to it. Um, I think uh, the Andretti autosport sort of um, application to uh, to Formula One um, the funding behind a lot of that is is also related to some pretty serious figures in, in, in American sport and other American sports as well um, so it just seems to be the trend right now uh, to be involved and these people like to be seen uh, on the big stages don't they?
0: Yeah, well, Ryan Reynolds and Rob Macklin—he already have a stake, I, I think, so you bang on, and we all know what they're doing with the Wrexham Football Club and, you know, welcome to Wrexham, yep. so on and yep. so forth. Murth, before we uh, hit the ejector button, is there anything we've missed this week? Anything you'd like to raise? No, it was
1: a bit of a quiet week. Uh, plenty going on in America, though, in IndyCar. Um, there, uh, the Petit Le Mans was on at Road, Road Atlanta on the weekend. Scott McLaughlin was racing there. Unfortunately, his co-driver crashed their car on the warm-up lap um, so uh, that wasn't good for Scotty Mack. Um, he did get back in the car, but they were basically last in their class by the end of the 10-hour race. Uh, Scotty Dixon finished second at percent uh, and um, uh, Tom Blomquist, who we sort of claim, he isn't, doesn't run under a New Zealand passport, but he had lived here for a very long time, was the winner of that race, and he will be driving an IndyCar next year. Tom Blomquist will be uh, with the MyShank Racing team. But uh, IndyCar's been busy. Uh, Marcus Armstrong's done his rookie oval test, Uh, Last week, as did um, a few other drivers, so he's good to go now for a full season at Ganassi next year doing all the ovals as well. Um, And they've been testing their new hybrid system in the IndyCar as well. So um, they've got a a new system that will be implemented in 2024, which is a little supercapacitor battery, uh, um, which is connected to an electric motor inside the bell housing between the engine and the gearbox, and that will be a regenerator and also uh, uh, serve as an extra boost of power in the IndyCar uh, moving forward, so lots of, lots going on in that world at the moment. But um, uh, looking forward to, yeah, uh, Formula One this weekend uh, the in Austin at the US Grand Prix it should be should be a rip snorter.
0: Hopefully, you've just got me. Th- you've just got me thinking. What, what's the worst thing a co-driver can do? Is it crashing on the warm-up lap? Is, is that number
1: one? That, uh, I I I don't see how anything else could could take the cake on that. Yeah, I think um, yeah. if you. Uh, you're tasked with driving the car around to the start of the race and you can't even make that, then, and, you know, yeah, it's probably a good good idea to take a hard look at yourself. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but he's, um, he is one of the founders, I think, of Airbnb. So um, he did very well in that and decided, from, from what I gather, that he um, also thought he'd have a crack at doing some car racing. So anyway, there you oh, go. Oh, right.
0: Right, mm-hmm. yeah. He clear, clearly deserving of his seat. We'll, we'll leave it at that. Hey, Merv, yeah. thanks so much as always. Go have a great week. Appreciate your time. Good oil and cheese, man. Bye.